this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 78 of the Sophie Art Podcast which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things and this one is an about the things episode and I'm going to be talking about a meditation experience which was really, it's it's stuck with me ever since and it was about probably about two months ago now and it's stuck with me, so I'm going to talk about it. I've got no notes for this one, so I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I'm just going to talk about it. <laughs> but there is a little bit of something to talk about first, which is... Well, you can find show notes and everything at sophielawson.com. But if you go to the website at the moment, it's really it kind of doesn't exist. Because during the week, something happened and the, the website just sort of disappeared. So I've... I've put it back, I've fixed it, but it's just a complete mess at the minute. So what I'm going to do, I'm actually going to pretty much just simplify the website and start again from scratch. So hopefully it won't mess up the podcast, but if you're listening on like iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or anything, the feed might go a bit funny for the moment. And I've limited it, I've limited it to the three latest episodes so if you want to hear all the other episodes, it's probably best to go on YouTube at the minute at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson. And straight after this podcast, I'm going to record episode 79 because I'm going to talk about what happened with the website and stuff. Because even though it was even though it was kind of a bad thing, it's going to be amazing. So I'm, I'm going to talk about that in the next episode. But this one is about meditation. And that means it is time to jump into it. Little Dennis is in the, his bowl. So today we have dun, 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 little Peter. Peter the penguin. Actually, Peter the penguin should do that. So little Peter. Boing. It's quite funny. It's just little puppets. I like puppets. Little puppets. But this podcast is about meditation. <laughs> meditation. I don't even know where to start with this one. So, in, in I think, well, in 2013 I started meditating. And I only started meditating because when I started drawing, well, wh- one time when I was drawing I had this experience during the night because I used to draw all through the night like massive eight-hour sessions. I was in one of those sessions of just drawing and I suddenly realised that I was watching my hand drawing on its own as if as if it was drawing on its own. It was kind of like an out-of-body experience. I didn't know it at the time, but I think that's probably what was happening and it that changed me. And at that moment, I knew art was really powerful and I knew that I had to go like fill into my art because I, I knew it was just powerful after that experience and then that got me into a book by Joe Dispenza called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself because I realised that a lot of things about who I was and how I was such as social anxiety, panic attacks just lots of negative thoughts and stuff and shyness it was going to hold me back from my art because I feel like to be the best artist you can be, you have to also be the best person. 
So I, what happened was I read that book because I knew that I had lots of little like habits I needed to break. So that book by Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, that book definitely changed my life as well. And it introduced meditation into, into my life. So I didn't even realise at the time. I picked up the book. It was only as I got through the book, I started realising it was you were going to do meditations at the end. So I didn't really ask for it. But again, meditation, like art, has been it's been life-changing. So what happened was in 20... I think it was 2013, I was, I was meditating an hour and a half every day using these Joe Dispenza meditations. And one of the meditations, I was, I was meditating in my bathroom at the time. I would meditate in my bathroom because it was pitch black. So, and I was sitting there, pitch black, complete silence. And this isn't the meditation experience, this is just something else, but what happened was I, 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 in my, I was, it was pitch black, but in my head, as I was meditating, I could clear as day see my bathtub, which was in front of me. So it was as if, it was as if I had, it was as if I had turned the lights on. I could see clearly my bathroom, even though it was pitch black and my eyes were shut and stuff. And suddenly this creature, well, it was, it was a human, but it was like a really haggard witch. It, and it was, it's the scariest thing I've ever seen. It started coming out of the bath, like that. And I, I was terrified. But I just thought, I've got to stay here. So I, I kept in the inside of that meditation. I stayed there for the whole hour and a half. And this thing just went on for ages. And yeah, it was, it was the scariest thing I've ever experienced. When I came out of that meditation, I was covered in sweat. I was... I was still really scared and what happened was for the next 24 hours I suffered really bad panic attacks and the thing was I had I thought I'd gotten over those panic attacks but when I went to work that night I was just it was like it was as if I'd gone backwards in time by like five years or something back to this like suffering from panic attacks and I was I went home that day I went home that night and I thought to myself, there was two things I thought. I thought, oh no, what have I done? I've just, I've just recreate. I've put myself back into these panic attacks. And I also thought, well, I thought to myself, there's no way I can do a meditation again. Not after that. But what I did was I said, I, I've got to meditate. I don't know why. I just thought I've got to go in there and meditate. So I like, forced myself back into this meditation. Again, in the bathroom, same place. Again, this creature comes out. And I'm thinking, oh God, but it was different this time. And then I can still, I can still clearly see it. And again, this was all crystal clear visions. What happened was this fear creature sat next to me over here. And there was a, like a complete identical creature to this. This fear one was black. This, this other one was white. And this was like pure, I would say like an angel. And this one was like some like evil creature thing. But the thing was, we all sat in, all of us sat together. I was holding the hands of this love creature. I was holding the hands of this fear creature. The fear creature and the love creature were holding hands. So we were creating like a, a like a threesome here. <laughs> Naughty, a little sexy threesome. <laughs> we was holding hands like this. And what I saw was, 
I saw the love of, well, yeah, to me that was a love creature, and this was a fear creature. I saw the the, I saw the love creature. It started to go through my body, and it was like my body started to become the same as that love creature thing. It went right through my body like that, right down my. It went through my left arm, across my body, and then it went down my right arm into this fear creature. The fear creature started to turn into the love creature. And I can still remember this as well. I've wrote this all down in the book as well. I haven't I haven't read that. I'm going to have to find that. Because when I first started meditating, I was writing all my meditations out. Really, because I was getting such amazing meditations. When I, that first year was incredible. Since I started lucid dreaming, the meditations have gone, the visions have gone a bit backwards. But what happened was, this fear creature looked at me with a look of, yeah, it was amazing. It was a look of like, it was a look of proudness, as if it was really proud that I'd managed to achieve this. But it was also like, I can't believe you've done this. And basically what happened was, all three of us, suddenly we got up and we floated off into the distance. My panic attacks never came back. They've never come back after that. And I just thought, because there's so many things I got out of that. It was like, I thought to myself, if I hadn't gone back into that, if I hadn't faced the fear of going back into that meditation, and that was definitely the, I would say, the scariest thing I've ever had to do, going back into that meditation knowing that that thing was in there. <laughs> it's incredible. But like I thought to myself, if I hadn't done that, would I... Would I it, it, to me, it felt like a test. Very much like lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming throws you these fear tests and it sees how you respond. I feel like the meditations do, do exactly the same. The reason I talk about that one is because that meditation, it's stuck with me ever since and it's it's never left me. And I feel like that was one of these moments where everything... I feel like I changed that day. That 24-hour period, something changed. So... But what happened was, the reason I talk about that is because the meditation I had about two months ago feels exactly like that. It wasn't a scary thing, but it feels like one of these things that in 20 years time, I'm going to look back and think that was, it's going to be one of these meditations that sticks with me forever. So what happened was, like nowadays, I, I meditate completely naked, lying on the bed completely naked, just because I think it just makes it a bit more special and it becomes like a full like a full body mind experience thing and that sounds a bit silly no it doesn't yeah but it just becomes more powerful for me and you feel you sort of connect with your body a lot more so i was lying on my bed completely naked and at the time i because i've talked about holotropic breath work on this podcast before which is this thing where when you're meditating, you go, you go like, <sighs> you keep doing that. So you're, you're breathing in and out without stopping really deeply. So I was doing that, but I'd, I'd, by accident, I suppose, or yeah, by accident, I'd come across this thing. Well, what I was doing was I was breathing in really deeply, like, well, actually I was going through my nose. So I go, okay, breathe in deeply keep the breath in your head and then what, what I was doing was I was breathing out incredibly slowly 
as if like when I was when I was learning how to swim and I still haven't been able to swim because again I've got this fear is there's a fear there yeah so I haven't learned how to swim yet but I, I started to love being under the water and I could hold my breath for quite a long time so I thought in this meditation I thought I'm gonna hold my breath just to see how long I can hold it <laughs> it was just for fun really and I started to realize that what can happen is you hold your breath for ages it gets to a point where you feel like you need to breathe but you actually don't so you can you can hold your breath a lot longer than you think and then what happens is you're holding your breath and suddenly it will go tingly and you'll feel you'll feel this weird weird sensation inside which is just like what happens with the holotropic breath work after about 15 minutes of holotropic breath work you start to feel these weird tingly feelings and stuff and the reason you do that is because you can you can experience like psychedelic experiences just from your breath but the thing was the thing i've noticed well with holotropic breath work is quite hard and i'd reached a point where i thought i can't be bothered <laughs> i definitely want to go back and, and do it again but this like holding my breath it was it was a bit easier for me so that's why i started doing it and yeah, so what happened was I was holding my breath, getting this tingling feeling. I must have done that for about 10, 15 minutes. And again, I thought, I got to this point where I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. And I just let go completely. I stopped even thinking about my breath or anything. Suddenly, this, in my head, this, it's like a, the only way, the only way I can describe it is, it's like a cloud started arriving in the distance. I could feel this cloud ri- arriving into my into my mind and the thing was I was thinking to myself as it was happening I was thinking this I know this I know this feeling so when I was little about yeah up until about the age of 14 the last one I can remember is I was ill and I had a Sega Mega Drive and I remember being in bed ill playing Cosmic Spacehead which was a video game on the Mega Drive and that would have been around 1993 or 1994 so I would have been about 13 or 14 (laughs) that's the last time I can remember this happening but what would happen is as a child every time I was ill I would love it because I would go to sleep and I'd have these dreams of these I'd have a dream of it was a little cube I'd see it in 3d space a little cube and a big cube and it's it's weird it's hard to d- explain it, but it was as if, because it was like I was floating out here, looking at these two cubes, but at the same time, I was the cubes. It's weird, but the cubes were, there's a word for it, I can't think of what it is, but there's this, there's this thing you, you get where you can, you can taste colours, smell sounds, basically all your senses get mixed up, which is quite weird, so you can taste colours and things like that or food like tastes will will be like a color <laughs> it's really it's trippy and that's why i used to love it as a child because it was it was incredible but it would also have with it this feeling of yeah i can't even explain it, it it's a feeling the only the only way i can describe it now is it's, it's a feeling of as if it's as if you're hugging something which you can't, you can't possibly ever stop hugging it enough. In other words, you're hugging it and you can squeeze it, but you're never going to be able to squeeze it enough. 
so you can just keep squeezing it and squeezing it it's like a never-ending hug it's incredible that feeling I thought it was only for my dreams I thought it was like this special thing from my childhood and in fact I had actually forgotten about it until I started lucid dreaming well what happened was I had a I went to my, my Reiki healing session again I never wanted to do I never planned to do it I had a Reiki session my first one I was lying there for the first probably 20-30 minutes I was thinking nothing's really happening here (laughs) and I was thinking I'm probably not going to do this again right at the very end suddenly that feeling that like feeling of hugging that never-ending hug that feeling it came into me and I was lying there fully aware that I'm lying on the bed with this feeling there and I, I just thought to myself what the in that moment I I knew one Reiki healing is there's something going on and I also knew that I was going to keep doing it because it was incredible and since that I've had five or six Reiki sessions and each one is completely different I've had some where I'm I'm lying there and I I'm bursting into laughter like uncontrollable laughter but I have to keep well, I feel like I have to keep it in. And I've actually said to my Reiki healer, I keep saying, oh, I've got this feeling that I want to laugh, but I'm embarrassed. And she said, let it out. I feel like, again, it's if I can let out laughter like that, if I could laugh in front of somebody like that, because I know it's going to be it's going to be this just incredible laughter, I'm keeping it inside. And it's as if something wants me to get it out. Because I think if I can do that, then I can maybe start laughing around people again i feel like everything all these different sort of spiritual things they're all there's something behind it definitely that is trying to help you grow i know that so what happened was that meditation i'm lying there completely naked that cloud comes along with that feeling it was that same feeling and i was thinking oh my goodness because i thought well, I n- I n- I'd never experienced it in a meditation before. So I, again, I'm lying there on, on the bed, fully aware that I'm in the bed. And this feeling's here. And I started to feel that sort of hugging th- feeling. But the weird thing is, in a lucid dream, nine times out of ten, if, if I become lucid and I feel something, if I put my awareness on that thing, nine times out of ten, that'll break the dream and I'll pop out of it. Yeah, it's like you have to be in a lucid dream. You have to be you have to be aware of being in a lucid dream, but you have to somehow not get involved in it. It's quite weird. You have to be like an observer of the dream because the minute you start trying to get, yeah, the minute you sort of become aware that you're in the dream and asleep, well, that's it. The minute you become aware of your physical body in a lucid dream, you you pop out into your physical body. The weird thing is, in this, the same things happen in a meditation. If I'm ever in a meditation, and I'm having a vision, and I become aware of my physical body, I will pop out of the vision. So it's this weird thing where you you're aware that you're lying on bed, lying on the bed meditating or having a lucid dream, but you mustn't put your focus on on your body because otherwise you will pop into your body. So it's weird. You have to sort of it's like you're in this middle bit where you've got to somehow keep yourself in the middle bit. It's quite weird. What's really strange is this meditation, I'm lying there, that feeling starts to come in. I put, for some reason, 
I put my awareness on my body. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm lying on my bed. I didn't pop out of it. And I stayed there for at least 20 minutes in the middle of this incredible feeling, which I'm not going to be able to explain. I'm going to do my best. But the thing was, I was, I was fully aware of my body as well. And somehow I didn't pop out of my body. It's again, that's quite hard to explain, but it was as if I was in the two places at, at the same time. It's as if I was fully in my body and fully in this experience, which I've I've not experienced that before. So this experience, well, I it's stuck with me, and I've tried to I've tried to I've tried to talk about it in my head, <laughs> and I can't really even do that. The only way I can describe it is imagine you was on imagine you was like this little creature on the edge of a balloon and you're you're fully aware of existing on this balloon and then somebody starts blowing up the balloon so you're this little creature on the balloon and you can feel the balloon expanding this is where it gets a little bit weird the balloon's expanding and you can feel the balloon expanding and you're thinking to yourself this balloon's going to pop in a minute but it never popped. It just kept on expanding. It was a never-ending expanding. And what's what was happening was, I was fully aware of my breathing. Every time I bre- I breathed, so I would go. Every time I breathed out, the, it was as if this thing was expanding. So every breath out is expanding, and I kept thinking to myself, "There's no way it can expand anymore." It kept expanding, and it just it was not going to stop. And it's funny, the only reason it, it stopped is because my landlord knocked on the door because he was he came round to collect his rent. And I had to get up because I was naked. If I hadn't been naked, I probably would have stayed there and it would have been interesting to see if he would have come in, got the money, if I could have stayed there. I think, I, I, I spoke to my Reiki healer about this because I was trying to work out what was going on. And she said, she started laughing because she said, well... You'd probably still be there. I think I would have if if he hadn't knocked on the door. I probably would have stayed. I would have stayed there forever. And it, it makes me think. People who have like a near death experience or something, they talk about going to this place of the the light or whatever, and they say that they don't want to come back because it's so amazing. I can totally see that now. I can totally imagine if that's what is. If you're feeling that sensation when you die. There's no way I'm coming back from that. <laughs> There's no way anyone would come back from that. It's a never-ending ex- feeling. So it's like you're on the surface of this balloon expanding. You can feel it expanding. At the same time, you are inside of the balloon. So you are the air inside of the balloon expanding. So you are you are on the outside of it. <laughs> you're on the outside of it and you're on the inside of it. At the same time, it's like a never-ending expanding thing. But it's also got this feeling of like a never-ending hug. It's as if you're hugging a hug. <laughs> yeah, it is like a. It's just a, a, a feeling. It's, it's the most amazing feeling in the world. In when you're feeling that feeling, nothing matters. You, there's nothing else matters. And again, it's, it's. So you've got this feeling of like expanding as if it's never going it, to... It, I think what's happening is, I think, 
it's whatever it is is expanding inside of itself so that is that's why it's never going to stop expanding because it's expanding into itself like a like a loop like a donut i would imagine so in other words yeah but it's weird it's like imagine you're playing a piano and you're playing a key and it goes boom 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 it's getting higher and higher at some point it reaches a point where it can't get any higher the thing is this this sensation it's never going to reach that point so somehow it's going to never it's going to never stop getting higher which is like an infinite it's it's weird but the thing is as well that feeling of like being hugged is also expanding so you're feeling this feeling of love really you're feeling of you're feeling this feeling of love love as if you're being hugged and at the same time you're hugging so you're feeling that feeling of love but that feeling of love is also getting more and more intense and again you just think to yourself i can't this feeling of love can't get any more amazing and yet every breath is getting more and more it's amazing i came out of that meditation the landlord was there and like i got up out of bed put my put my pajamas on <laughs> my little my night dress i still had that feeling in sort of my head so i was like in this weird place i gave my landlord the money and i was i wasn't really with it i got back on the bed i wanted to get back into it but i almost didn't have to and the thing is it feels to me like one of these feelings that you can't force you're never going to be able to you're never going to be able well never say never i would love to be able to recreate that but i feel like it's one of these feelings that is it's only ever going to happen when it when it wants to but what i noticed was it didn't happen because of the breathing i was doing it happened the moment i let go completely the minute i stopped even focusing on my breath and i almost said to myself i can't be bothered like focusing on my breath anymore i'm just going to lie here it was in that moment that the cloud of this feeling approached so to me that was saying when you fully let go it will come in because what i've noticed is every time i'm trying to do because i'm trying so hard and that's probably the thing i'm trying too hard but i want to experience an out-of-body like whilst i'm consciously awake in a meditation so i've had out-of-body experiences in my dreams but the thing is like i know they're out bodies but there's always this little piece of you that's thinking am i just dreaming like am i just dreaming about an out-of-body experience in other words it's not really an out-of-body experience it's a dream of this out-of-body so because it because i'm always going into an out-of-body from the dream i'm never quite sure for me if i can get into an out-of-body from a meditation where i'm fully awake that to me would be like some sort of confirmation that 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 you actually can go out of body because until i can do that i'm always going to be a little bit like am i going out of body or am i just having a super vivid dream like a super vivid lucid dream so but but the thing with that is the only way i'm ever going to be able to do that is if i can fully let go in a meditation and the thing is i've had so many meditations where i am because if you go onto youtube you can do the the, there's loads of videos with binaural beats 
and like super high frequencies which will help you get into our body into the astral and stuff you can also do some for lucid dreaming but so i'm lying there and i'm focusing on this our body the amount of times i have got this sensation of like my body goes super heavy it goes that 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 strange fuzzy feeling sometimes i've even had it where i can feel my hands are not in my hands anymore it's it's like i'm lying on there my i can feel my hands on the bed so i can feel the i can feel the position of my hands on the bed but it feels like my hands are miles away no not miles like 30 centimeters it feels like they're 30 centimeters away so like i almost i almost want to open my eyes when that happens because i want to see if i can see my hands separate from my hands <laughs> yeah my, my astral hands and i've had well like yesterday i was med i was meditating i had this like it was like a wormhole it's, i've never had this in the meditation it was a crystal clear wormhole i've had them in my lucid dreams because what i've noticed is if you're if you're lucidly aware in a dream and you want to pop somewhere very often you will go through like tunnels little like wormholes which again it goes into this near-death experience they talk about these like tunnels of light and stuff but this one yesterday was a yellow it actually reminds me of that lucid dream i had a lucid dream i talked about on a podcast where i i feel like i went into another reality and it was a yellow fire ring like wormhole thing it was it was the same as that it was super clear and vivid and again, like what I said about earlier, the minute I saw that wormhole, I thought, oh my God. I started thinking, oh my God, I'm going to get into our body here. The minute I thought that, it started to go away. It's, again, you've got to somehow keep your awareness on that wormhole to know that you're going into it. But you've got to not get... This is it. It goes into what Robert Wagner says. To stay in a lucid dream, you can't get excited. The minute you get excited, you've got to keep your emotions in like stable because of what yeah why do emotions pull you out of it because it's probably because they're linked to your physical body but the minute you get emotional in a meditation or something it'll pop you out into your body same with a lucid dream but the thing was that's what i'm saying with that with that meditation like a couple months ago where i was expanding into like nothingness i was super excited and it didn't pop me out, which is quite weird. But yeah, when I got see, saw that wormhole, I was going through it, and I got excited, and then I popped out of it. And I think if I could have kept my emotions, I would have, I would have got got through it. And who knows what happens? But the other thing is, it's fear as well. If you've got like a fear, and I've still got this fear of letting go into these wormholes and letting go into the outer body the minute i start feeling that i'm going out of body because what also happens is you'll get this fuzzy vibration feeling again like with the holotropic breath work you get like this fuzzy feeling but and i feel like that is linked to this outer body stuff i think all of it is the same thing really it's your spirit and your it's something to do with your spirit body probably the vibrations are frequencies and stuff but yeah, like if I'm in a meditation and I start to feel that vibration, because I know that I'm really close to going out of body, I actually start to get a little bit scared. 
because I'm I don't know what I'm scared of I'm scared of I know what I'm scared of I'm scared of not knowing what's going to happen <laughs> yeah fear the unknown I think so that's what my biggest fear at the minute is letting go and it goes back into swimming I got really super comfortable in the swimming I could stand I'm not afraid of water anymore but I was going there and it was costing me like £50 a, a week for 30 minutes of swimming which is a lot of money and I had about two months where I realised it was a mental issue and I was never going to be able to learn how to swim until I got my mental issues covered so what I what I did was I stopped I stopped learning how to swim until I've worked out my my mental like there's some sort of fear involved in this it's all linked together yeah and what I keep seeing is in my lucid dreams in my meditations swimming even in this reiki healing with this laughter thing I've got this there's something stopping me letting go and once I get it's, I can tell that all these all this all of these things which seem like they're different things they're all the same thing even interviewing guests on the podcast I'm scared of letting go <laughs> that's what I'm saying there's so many things in my life which I feel like I can't do at the minute and they all link back to being afraid of letting go this is why I want to go into the astral body into the outer body because if I can do that from a meditation I think that would be my greatest achievement because it, it it wouldn't even matter if it lasted one second if I could go out of body in a meditation I would come back knowing I can do it which would mean that I can let go and that basically that's, that's it <laughs> it went all over the place but the, the only thing I'm going to say at the end is when you have an experience like that it doesn't matter if it's meditation lucid dreams are the best when you have a lucid dream you're never the same you're never going to be the same again because everything changes and it sticks with you forever and the thing is it sticks with you forever and it's it's in your head as a memory as clear as anything it is i would almost say the clearest memories you'll ever have because you can almost go back into it you can almost think of it, see it in your head so much that you can go back and like relive it yeah so it's like like life changing i think little life change where's my little hey <laughs> little peter was hiding did you enjoy that peter hey yes i did little peter that is the end of it i hope you enjoyed it just talking about meditations and stuff but the thing that i love about meditation is there's so many different types you can have meditations where you're trying to go out of body. Meditations where you're doing nothing but just feeling your body. Meditation where you're not doing anything. You're just listening to your thoughts. That they are they are quite amazing those ones because you'll start to hear things going on in your head that you you just didn't even realize. Like you'll you'll start to hear things in your head. For me, most of the time it's negative things which they're going unnoticed so you can start to notice them then what happens is you come out your meditation and you'll you'll start to notice them in your non-meditation state which means you can start to like resolve them really and become better become a better person which is what art's all about
becoming a better person because we we like to do that <laughs> peter's pete peter peter's i'm gonna make a little poem about peter if you push a penguin's beacon looks quite funny but <laughs> that's it so i hope you enjoyed ah oh, peter's dead <laughs> peter's dead no he's not he is he's meditating Little Peter is meditating. <laughs> so, I hope you enjoyed that. I'm going to tr- do my best to try and fix the website as quickly as possible. But that's going to be the next week's episode. It's going to be all about the little website. You can find show notes at sophielawson.com and you can find videos and stuff at sophielawson.com slash sophielawson. <laughs> I've got a load of books here with... Because I heard, I was listening to a, I was listening to a YouTube video, Leak Project. He had this interview with somebody, and he was talking about, basically, these books are like. Well, he was saying they're life changing. They changed his life. So what they're they're books about, the well, one of them's called The Infinite Helix and the Emerald Flame, Sacred Mysteries of Stargate Ascension, by magenta pixie all these books are by magenta pixie four different books another one is divine architecture and the starseed template template matrix memory triggers for ascension basically it's all about raising raising your vibrations to set yourself free and then if you do it if everyone does it we set the world set the world alight you can set the set the earth free i think this is what it's all about I think the Earth wants us to evolve because then it can evolve because we're all part of the Earth. But there's one here called Masters of the Matrix, becoming the architect of your reality and activating the original human template. He was talking about these books. I'll put a link in the description. They sound amazing. And basically what it is, is I think Magenta Pixie channels like spirits or something. Yeah, yeah, basically, well, I don't know enough about it to talk about it. All I know is that when he was talking about it on the video, it sounded amazing. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pick an inspirational quote from in this book. So I'm going to flip through a random page of Masters of the Matrix by Magenta Pixie. First little thing that pops out at me, I will read, and that will be that'll be this week's inspirational quote. So it says if you are on a conscious spiritual path to awakening enlightenment and ascension you will feel that sense of absolute decision about this point in your life when we say absolute decision we we mean the moment where you feel that your life has already been decided no no that's not going to be good is it we need an inspirational quote that is going to be amazing what about if we do this week's inspirational quote will be <clears> there <throat> we go this one do service to self po- polarized beings nah what can I do as an inspirational quote I think these quotes aren't going to make sense out of context that's what I'm saying I need a quote I'm going to reach for a quote out of here we go another book <laughs> Rebel Buddha, A Guide to a Revolution of Mind by 
Dochen Ponlop. Started reading this book uh, probably about two years ago. I got to page 80 and I had to stop reading it because it was, it was a bit too advanced for me. But I'm definitely going to go back to it. It was amazing at the time. Here's a little quote from this book. Here we go. I've actually got a page put here aside. This week's inspirational, this week's inspirational quote goes to Je- Dochen Ponlop from the book Rebel Buddha, A Guide to a Revolution of Mind. Once we wake up enough to see through our confusion, we see that even our problematic thoughts and emotions are, at heart, part of this pure awareness. I like that. You can have that one for free. <laughs> Once we wake up enough to see through our confusion, we see that even our problematic thoughts and emotions are, at heart, part of this pure awareness. Dochen Ponlop. Ponlop. That was nice.